Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's satirical saunter down the silly streets of yesteryear, throwing shade. If you enjoy the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to tinyearl.com slash EFCT throwing shade, where for as little as $5 a month, you can get access to exclusive bloopers, rehearsals, and special bonus episodes. And now sit back and relax and enjoy throwing shade. There is a darkness in the minds of men, a darkness in their hearts, a darkness in a room with no lights. And who knows that darkness? The Shade knows. By day, Theodore Rockwell is a go-get-em reporter for the Chicago Gazette Times Herald. But by night, he becomes The Shade. Using his uncanny ability to wear dark clothing, he, assisted by his girl Friday, Wednesday morning, who is the mysterious female vigilante, the vamp. You know... Anyone else ever wonder exactly how those two came up with this crime-fighting idea? I mean, what's the origin story of these two? Movie? The Shades getting an origin movie? After the sixth season? Pretty optimistic, considering how long it took to get to season four. And how do you make a radio show a movie? Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. All right, all right, keep your hair on. Better be a narrator in that movie. That's all I'm saying. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Defends the downtrodden and fights the forces of evil. But can one man defend the innocent from the scourge of Chicago's underbelly? Find out in this week's episode of Throwing Shade, Disorganized Labor. And we end the season as we started with a new sponsor. Grip Tight Dentures has gone out of business because their product worked too well. The built-in adhesive was so good that once they went in, they didn't come back out. Replacements were unneeded, and sales plummeted. And that, children, is why quality workmanship will never catch on in America. And so, we at Throwing Shade are resigned to welcome the folks over at Cartonger Fine Furniture. Remember their motto, Cartonger Furniture. It's fine. Also brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater, bringing you high-quality 1930s radio-style satire since, well, I'm sure you all remember. Previously on Throwing Shade, and now on to our story, Act 1, Scene 1, Easy Docent. Tourism is nuts. The chilly Chicago winter <sighs> had given way to the chilly Chicago spring. 
Seriously? Which had, in turn, given way to the sweltering Chicago summer. How is the breeze hot? Which meant that tourists would soon be flocking to the city's many cultural attractions. Welcome to Chicago. Here, try this. The locals love it. Marort? Is it good? It's definitely local. <laughs> that is not what I'm talking about. Though, that is funny. No, I meant the city's fine selection of museums. These repositories of class and sophistication attracted thousands of visitors from around the country every year. But this year, trouble was brewing. Arf! How many times do I have to tell you? Bro and Bear in the garage is never going to catch on! It always causes trouble! I see the writers have abandoned all sense of continuity and plot, so strap in, folks. I meant, trouble was brewing at the National Union of Tourism Specialists. Hear ye, hear ye. I do hereby call to order this meeting of the National Union of Tourism Specialists, the Right Honorable John Candy Debs presiding. Let us start this meeting, as we do every meeting, with the reciting of the Union Pledge. If you're from out of town, nuts to you! Now, Hattie, our secretary, will read out the minutes of the last meeting. Hattie? The last meeting ran about 35 minutes. Thank you, Hattie. Any old business? I'd like to bring up some business. That's not what we meant by old business, Cyrus. But... Save it for the new business, Cyrus. Fine. <gasps> All right, any new business? I'd like to bring up... Sorry, Cyrus, that's old business. Ah, nerds. Brothers and sisters, another tourist season is upon us, and once again, the hard-working men and women who serve the tourist trade are expected to go without adequate compensation. Or respect. It is we who brings the city money that floods its coffers every summer, is it not? It, it is! And it is we who give the out-of-towners the experience that makes them wish to return again and again, is it not? It is! You bet your boots it is! Fifi LaRue, what are you doing here? I am here to join your union. My girls are an integral part of the tourism experience, and we deserve nuts as much as anyone. Even more so, some might say. 
We've been through this before, Fifi. We can't let you in. The city council would riot if your girls unionized. They're afraid the prices would go up. (laughs) (laughs) We provide as legitimate a service as your domain. Chambermaids, museum tour guides. We're called docents. That's right. Know your worth, Marianne. We should all know our worth, and we're going to make sure the city knows as well. I say we strike. Strike? If we strike, we don't get paid. What are we supposed to do? Just lay around all day? We do. Order, order. I know the idea of a strike is frightening, but rest assured we have a strike fund to keep us going. Strike fund? Since when? Don't you worry about that. Just know that we have supporters who are deeply invested in helping us succeed in securing fair wages and respectful treatment for all the tour guides. Docents! Whatever. So, brothers and sisters, are we ready to show this city the power of nuts? Yes! And in a flash, the city's tourist sites were without workers. Baseball stadiums had no hot dog vendors. Museums were guideless. We're docents. Museums were... <laughs> Indulcent! <laughs> Get it? Heathens. Things were so bad, Navy Pier had to go back to being, well, a pier for the Navy. This caused an uproar in the city. Then, when it was discovered that Fifi Lahou's girls had also gone on strike in solidarity, it caused an uproar in city government. That uproar reached the ears of Mayor Crane, who knew something had to be done. Rosa! See, Mr. Mayor? Something has to be done! Many things have been. Usually brownish things. This cannot stand! So, prop it up! This spells ruin! Ruin! No! That nameplate spells Mayor Crane, just like always. Rosa, what are we to do? Try starting over, but this time, let me know what we're talking about. Rosa! See, Mayor Crane. Something has to be done about these striking tourist workers. See? Was that so hard? This is disastrous. If there's no tourist workers, then there's no tourism. And if there's no tourism, then my... I mean, the city's coffers will be empty. See, I can tell you're greatly concerned for... the city. We have to get these strikers back to work. But how? There 
talk to the institutions involved and suggest that they enter into good faith negotiations with the union to provide fair wages and good working conditions. It boggles my mind, Rosa, how you could have worked in government this long and yet have no idea how politics work. No, no, no. If the people who do the work get paid more, then there's less money to go to the people who truly deserve it. Because without those people, there are no jobs for the workers to do. Ah, yes. How foolish of me. Then perhaps those people can go fill in the empty jobs. This is no time for jokes, Rosa. No. The only way to handle this is... Send in scabs. We cannot do that, Mr. Mayor. We can't? Why not? Surely they're not afraid of crossing a picket line full of tour guides. We are docents! We are docents! I told you to keep that window closed, Rosa. The scabs are not afraid of crossing the picket line, Mr. Mayor. They just don't want to deal with out-of-towners on vacation. Can't say that I blame them. You'd think Clevelanders had never seen a city before. They haven't. Fair point. Well, then send in the strike breakers. We can't. Why not? They're on strike. What? They haven't had a race since 1926. Greedy Bolsheviks! Then send in the police. We tried that. What happened? They heard the word docent and got confused. Oh, no. So right now, the entire police force is spread across the city protecting every donut shop in the Chicagoland area. This is a dark day for our city, Rosa. Well, I suppose we have no choice. I agree. I will get the head of the union here so negotiations can commence. What? No! Get me the shade and the vamp. I don't know who I'd want playing me in the movie. I always thought I sounded a bit like Marlene Dietrich, you know? Glamorous, sultry. Yorn? What's yorn? You're on? Oh, I'm on! Act 1, Scene 2. Ill-equipped. The Shade experiences some rooftop recrimination. While City Hall was deciding to fight, well, the city, across town, two shadowy figures alighted atop a roof. Well... One shadowy figure alighted atop a roof. The other, well, he got there. And all right, and all right. Shade, when I tell you I have a situation covered, I have it covered. I had a perfectly good barricade set up to stop that truckload of stolen cupid dolls. I know, Vamp, but I really needed to test out my new shade spikes. And they worked. Throw them under the wheels and bam, two flat tires. Yes. Which caused it to skid out of control, clip you with the side mirror, then overturn, spewing Cupid dolls everywhere. Well, if you put it like that... You can be so frustrating. I'm just trying to help. I know. 
I know. But all this equipment... Ah, I see. I completely understand. You do? Absolutely. You're upset that all you have is the vampocket. Well, never fear. I can always... No! That's not it. Look, there's been a severe uptick in crime ever since nuts went on strike. Now, I know some of them may be a bit eccentric, but that's rather harsh. The National Union of Tourism Specialists, Shade. Their union. Ah, yes, I see. More crime means more work for us, which means we need to play it smart. Not just go barreling in because you've got some nifty new gadget. Aha, so you admit they are nifty. Not the point. How am I supposed to get things done if I'm worrying about you all the time? Worrying about me? Vamp, you talk like you have to take care of me. We're partners. Are we? I just wish you would think about the the ramifications. Um, Shade? Yes, Vamp? Why is there a giant glowing fedora in the sky? Ha <laughs> ha! It works! What works? It's the Shade Signal! The what? The Shade Signal. I installed it on City Hall's roof so they could contact us whenever they need us. That is... And I thought it would be a good way to keep people from asking too many questions about why Theo and Wednesday are the only people who know how to contact the Shade and the Vamp. Oh, I really hate it when you do that. Do what? I'm in the middle of rebuking you for doing ridiculous things, and then... Then you go and do something that actually makes sense. Come on! Oh, I'll take the car and meet you there. A short time later... The vamp arrived on the roof of City Hall to find a vague figure standing next to the giant searchlight that was the shade signal. Mayor Crane? No, it is me. Rosa, you sent for us? No, Mayor Crane sent for you, but he wants me to do the talking so he can retain... um, What did he call it again? Plausible deniability. That's it. Is he just hiding in the roof access staircase? Say. Okay. So, what seems to be the trouble? Where's the shade? He had a disagreement with a truck on the way here, so he's moving kind of slow. Have you ever thought of going out on your own? What? The shade and I are a team. The Shade is a good man, and he means well, but he is very... Yes, he is. But he has his moments. Oh, that's my head. Sorry, Mr. Mayor, I didn't see you hunched on the stairs. If you could just let me get past over... Wait, watch out, that's... Oh, my spleen! Not to worry, sir. Everybody's got two. Now, if I could just... Wait, don't... (laughs) Open the door! Moments, huh? This isn't one of them. Rosa, do you know the mayor was hiding in the stairwell? No, but if you hum a few bars, I think I could fake it. I was not hiding. I'm not here. You don't see me. I'm not the politician you're searching for. Is he all right? No, 
He's very upset because someone struck the city's nuts. What? No! The nuts are on strike! Oh! City Council on vacation? No! The National Union! We know, Mr. Mayor. Really, Rosa, you must try to be more succinct. I can't stay hunched in the stairwell all day. This will go so much more smoothly if you would just stay out here, in case I make another mistake. Oh, very well. You do that on purpose, don't you? Every time. Now, Mr. Mayor, what's the problem with the strike? Problem? Problem? Only that these greedy socialists are bleeding this city dry. All so they can line their own pockets. Well, even if that were true... It isn't. The striking tour guides... We know, Marianne, we know. And we still don't care. Sir, it's best if you do not interact with the nuts. Mayor Crane, what they're doing is not illegal. Are we sure? They might be up to something. I need you to investigate them and shut them down. Mayor Crane, we are not strike breakers. The Shade and I are crime fighters, not corporate shills. That's right. We have integrity. Just like Cartunger Fine Furniture. Cartunger manufactures affordable furniture you assemble yourself once you cart it back to your home. How convenient. That's right. No more dealing with professional delivery men. At Cartunger Fine Furniture, you deliver to yourself. Is it easy to assemble? So easy a child could do it. Hot dog! That sounds aces. But is it quality? Cartunger Furniture is fine. Fine? Fine. Well, isn't that fine? It sure is. So remember, if you want integrity in your furniture, look no further than Cartunger. See, Mr. Mayor, the Shade and I are not for sale. Claramente. All right, all right. I'm not asking you to go in and bust heads anymore. But there's been a significant increase in crime ever since the strike started. Surely you could look into that. We were just discussing that. Could be a coincidence. Still, it couldn't hurt to check it out, I guess. That's all I'm asking. For the good of the city. Right. Fine. We'll investigate. Excellent. And if we need to contact you, Rosa will use this shade signal. Oh, Jess, I do truly enjoy it. You do? You do? See, I do. When I use it, the shade comes to the roof, not through my window. We'll return to throwing shade, disorganized labor, in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Friends, are you tired of the high price of quality furniture? Do you shudder whenever a delivery man bumps into your possessions with the bulky pieces they bring into your domicile? Have you ever thought that life would be so much more enjoyable if you could add furniture assembly to your list of daily tasks? Then Cartonger Fine Furniture is for you! 
That's right, Kartonga brings you the highest quality Nordic do-it-yourself furniture found anywhere in the Midwest. Each piece of Kartonga furniture comes with nearly all the tools necessary for assembly, with easy step-by-step -step instructions in several different languages, some of them even resembling English. It's fun for the whole family. And when you come to our store to purchase your Kartonga furniture, don't forget to pick up some Lutfisk from our in-store cafe. Kartonga furniture. It's fine. And now for a few words from some other important personages. Friends, Eclectic Full Contact Theater is forging ahead with their 11th season bringing you a year of nothing but new works. From readings to festivals celebrating the best new works from around the country and the world, both on stage and over the airwaves, EFCT is bringing fresh new work to audiences everywhere. So go to eclectic-theater.com to find out about all their brand spanking new 11th season and Tell them the shade sent you. And now, back to our story. Act 2, Scene 1. Labor Pains. Chaos reigns in the city. All across Chicago, crime was running rampant. Iconic stores were being looted. I am terribly sorry, madam, but we cannot make any reservations for the walnut room, as someone has made off with all the walnuts. Restaurants were vandalized. Sorry, officers, but a bunch of hooligans busted up our fryers. No dinkle donuts today. No! And no bank was safe from perpetual robbery. Okay, nobody move. This is a robbery. Yeah, yeah, we know. You're the third one this week. Here. What's this? An IOU. Come back in a week. We might have money then. Ah, oh, nerds. But there was something unique about this crime wave, and it couldn't escape the steel trap mines over at the Chicago Gazette Times Herald. Mr. Clemens, there's something unique about this crime wave, and... Winchell! What are you doing here? Did I bellow for you? Uh, no, Chief. I didn't think so. I usually remember my bellows. Right. So about this crime wave... So you just decided to come into my office under your own steam? Yes, Chief. You feeling all right? I'm fine. Listen, Mr. Clemens, there's something about this crime wave that... Chief, there's something unusual about this crime wave. You see, it seems that... What are you all up to? Up to? Yes, up to. I have never had a my door is always open policy. You can tell that because my door is never open. Uh, yes, but... But here you three come, waltzing in here like this isn't my private space, my sanctuary, my inner sanctum, but rather like it's someplace you're all welcome. Uh, but you see, Chief... This is important, Chief. And don't call me Chief. But Theo gets to call you Chief. That is because I am very bad at listening to authority. Gentlemen, if I may, Mr. Clements, it's about a story. A front page story. Well, why didn't you say so? 
Good thinking, Wednesday. Good thinking, Rockwell. Hey. What are you upset about? I was here first. Hey, I was promised a front page story, and regardless of what you all might think, witty banter is not newsworthy. May I? Fine, go ahead. I figured out... Wait! This isn't about Europe again, is it? No, it's about the crime wave here in Chicago. So is ours. Turns out the crime wave is targeting pretty much everything except tourist sites. Hey, that's what we figured out, too. What are you talking about? What about that truckload of Cupid dolls from Navy Pier? Turns out, they just knocked over some toy stores. Even thieves don't go to Navy Pier. What about the raid on Soldier Field? Turns out, it was just a really confused army recruiter. So the city's being overrun with criminals, but the tourist spots are safe? Looks that way. Well, then those Union Bolsheviks might be behind this. There's no evidence they're involved with this. No evidence, huh? Then it's a good thing I'm in the newspaper business. Evidence doesn't figure into it. Speculation is our bread and butter. Now hold on, Chief. Don't call me Chief. Chief, it's me, Theo. Oh, right. I got confused with you and Winchell in the same room. I thought this was an interesting facet that we could look into. Get the actual facts, then print a story that contained those instead of baseless suppositions. You know, like journalists. But that takes too long. With us on the job, we'll get to the bottom of it like that. Hmm. Sorry, just washed my hands and I can't do a thing with them. Wally? Thank you. Fine. Look into it and get back to me with what you find. But make it snappy. No offense, Rockwell. None taken. Now get out there and get me that story! Well, now what do we do? Exactly what Mr. Clemens told us to do. This will go a lot faster if we split up. Theo and I will go talk to the union reps and see what's going on with them. Wally, look into the crimes. See if you can find anything that leaks the perpetrators. Other than the fact that they're criminals? Yes, other than that. That's aces. Finally, I get to work on a story that will actually get printed. I assume we'll be visiting the union members as the shade and the vamp? Absolutely. I think they'll be more likely to let something slip to them rather than to ordinary reporters. Excellent. I have some amazing new shade gadgets to try out. Oh, goody. Maybe Rosa was right. <laughs> Act 2, Scene 2. Something docent seem right. Motives are uncovered. Maybe. Who knows? A short time later, at the Nuts headquarters, a heated debate was underway, led by Chairman John Candy Devs. Order, order. This debate is getting far too heated. Hattie, turn down that space heater. Sorry. Don't know why that was on anyway. It's June. It's Chicago. Fair point. Tell me about it. I left the house today in a sweater. A sweater. And this old building doesn't help. Nothing but marble. Don't get me started. Chill you to the bone, these hallways. Then you pass a window and you're perspiring like a politician in church. Could we possibly cease the discussion of the weather, mesmerizing though it is? 
Sure, Johnny boy. Would you like to talk traffic? I couldn't believe how backed up it was getting here today. I could have walked faster. It's all that construction. Every year they tear everything up and rebuild it in the exact same way so they can tear it all up again next year. That's why I refuse to drive. Just use the L. It's state-of-the-art and so clean. Please, there are more important things than traffic. Old Johnny only cares about cars during the winter, when he sticks perfectly good chairs in the middle of the street after he shovels. That's so ridiculous. You don't own a public street. It counts. Sure, so says Johnny Dibbs. So it's his fault. I would like to discuss how the strike is going, if that wouldn't be too much of a problem for everyone. Seems the muckety-mucks are just fine with no workers. They ain't budging. It is disheartening. I don't know how long we can hold out. I assure you, we are in no danger financially. Sooner or later, the loss of tourism revenue will force the owners and the city itself to capitulate. How can you be so sure? I'd like to know that myself. Ah! 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 I'm most interested in how... Ah! What the... What do you want? I'm old. Takes me a while to catch up. Fair enough. What we want to know is... Ah! Ah! You're not going to say anything? It really isn't worth it. Now... Hold on. Wait for it. Ah! Thank you. Don't mention it. Who are you? I'm the Shade, and this is the Vamp. Ah, yes, I've heard of you. The Shade, all in black, and the Vamp. You have a real Betty Boop thing about you. I don't know how to take that. I think it's a compliment. Nice outfit. Thanks. It has pockets! Where did you get those clothes? Can you imagine how much more effective my docenting could be if I had pockets? If we could get back to the point. Really? They're just pockets. Just pockets? Hmm. Men. Why exactly are you here? We're looking into the crime wave that has recently broken out. It seems to be targeting everything in the city, except tourist sites. Surely you can't be suggesting we have anything to do with this. Typical. The minute the working class tries to pull itself up, the establishment bootstomps down on our neck. When do you pull out the rubber hoses? Hold on now, we're not here to do anything other than look into some crimes. We don't think you have anything to do with it, per se, but it is a strange coincidence. I can assure you that's all it is. No member of Nuts would be crazy enough to get involved with a crime wave. Well, the carnies might. Hey, 
No, from all reports, the perpetrators had all their teeth. See? Told you so. Though we are interested in how you're able to fund this strike, it's gone on quite a bit longer than I think any of us expected. Our union is a fiscally responsible organization. We do not spend our members' dues on frivolities. Like snacks for the meetings. Or decent coffee. Or comfortable chairs. Yeah, every month, John Candy Dubs has a shiny new gavel. I think we're getting a bit far afield. The fact is, we have a sufficiently stocked strike fund. Especially with their supporter you keep talking about. A supporter? A private citizen who believes in our cause and has donated to our fund. I see. And exactly who is this philanthropist? Well done. Thank you. Finally, the Word-A-Day calendar gives me a word I can actually use. He wishes to remain anonymous. I'm Episcopalian myself. No, you're not. I know. I just really like the sound of it. Hang in there, folks. I'm sure we left a plot around here somewhere. I couldn't possibly reveal their identity. It's a pretty safe bet that whenever someone tries to hide their identity, they're up to no good. Says the man in the mask. I'd like to know, too. As would I. This is the most... Me, too. While everyone was distracted by Cyrus' lapse in time, a door in the back of the room opened, and a small, nondescript man entered. Hello. Ah! Ah! Who are you? My name is Dr. Charles Ossifer, and I am the man funding nuts. Who is this mystery man? I believe I already said. What is his connection to the Union? Seriously, that was the last thing out of my mouth. Why is he here? Maybe you weren't able to hear me over the metronome. These questions will be revealed to have been already answered in next week's thrilling conclusion to Throwing Shade, Disorganized Labor. Here's a sneak preview. Huh? This has been Throwing Shade, brought to you by Cartonger Fine Furniture. Cartonger, it's what you make of it. Throwing Shade has also been brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe to our podcast, or leave a review. Created by Andrew Pond and Sarah Siegel. Written by... Andrew Pond with Zach Osterman. Directed by Andrew Pond. Starring the voice talents of Chloe Adamo, Jessica Lauren Fisher, Daniel Houle, Noel Kleiss, Zach Osterman, Andrew Pond, Rochelle Prue, and Monica Safflick. Our Foley artist was Lori Iyer. Our engineer was Daniel Houle. And I am your narrator, Noelle Kleiss. Special thanks to Tina Salamone! Tune in next week. Same shade!